churches that condemn prayer and i see some of you guys have your thoughts on that but i just wanted to come on quickly because i saw somebody talk about it's like a racial thing and the struggle of black people something along those lines and i just wanted to say um you know, Rod Parsley, Pastor Rod Parsley, who's actually a father of the faith. He's a white man. And when I tell you, he prays the heavens down, the heavens down, because he's just understands prayer. So, um, and as much as I said, I wasn't going to give my opinion, which I'm not, I'm not. I just wanted to make it known that Rod Parsley, he is actually known as a prayer machine. Yes, Pastor Rod is a prayer machine and he is a white man, not mixed, a white man. He's a general in the kingdom of God. So, yeah. Yeah, he's a prayer warrior, warrior, warrior. So I don't think necessarily. And I saw the comment <clears throat> or the DM from someone who said that I always use these things for God's glory. We thank God. Um, yeah, I see people using it for random things. So why shouldn't we as children of God benefit from it? Y'all going to be on social media anyway, like right now. You on social media anyway, right? So why not be able to get some godly information or conversation flowing rather than watching a whole bunch of people living fake lives? Yeah or no? Yes, right? I think that makes all the sense in the world. So I often like to, you know, utilize every new thing that Instagram does for that now. As you can see, I'm very busy. That's why I have to do this in the dark. Because the minute I wake up and move out of this room, you're going to hear five people crying for no reason. I don't know if they can sense me or what. But yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But why is so many of y'all up? Why y'all on social media? That's what I want to know. I said I wasn't going to give no thoughts on this topic. And then tomorrow we'll do the topic of maybe the state of praise and worship. I believe that praise and worship is in a certain state. Um, and we need to talk about it. You know, I believe, yeah, tomorrow we'll talk about that. But today, it's all about prayer. I would love to hear people's thoughts on prayer. I came on once I got a notification. LOL. I saw your live notification. 
<laughs> Race doesn't really have a part to play in the general sense, but Africans engage in spiritual warfare more because we as a continent didn't have a foundation of destroying strongholds. Interesting perspective. Interesting perspective. Now, Apostle wants to add his two cents. Babe, you yeah. in or you out? Pause it. I'm just giving you some information. No. I can't be in because kids are sleeping. You can't. Just talk. Oh, Apostle's being mean, guys. Condemn prayer, that will be an entertainment center. Exactly, Minister Jumbo, exactly. But, you know, I want to hear people's thoughts because people have all types of ideas. And certain pastors, you know, condemn loud prayers. They condemn prayers in general. They feel like certain types of prayers should not be offered. They feel as if certain things... Um, should not be prayed for and about. But then I ask myself something like, if you're sick by his stripes over 2,000 years ago, we were healed. But the Bible also says, asking you shall receive. So if I'm feeling a little sick, it would only mean that I should pray. But then you have pastors who tell you, no. And then you have pastors who tell you that, you know, um, you don't have to pray when you sin because grace has taken over. And so they condemn prayer and they actually hate um, people who pray loud and fervently um, like we do. Yes, men ought to always pray. That was actually one of the commands that we were given. And when you look up men... It's anyone who has flesh and blood. And if you and I have flesh and blood in our bodies, that means we are to pray. Yes. Hyper grace. Hmm. You know, I try not to condemn other men of God, women of God, um, because, you know, we're a body and everyone functions differently. Everyone carries different types of graces. But I do also believe that our teachings should align with scripture. I do believe that our teachings should align with, you know, the scriptures. And we cannot teach Somebody that Jesus died on the cross and then not teach them what happens after, you know, or what you're supposed to do um, once you are a believer. And hopefully, I pray that the Lord releases me uh, to maybe talk about um, actually, uh, don't want to give it away, but yeah. What are your thoughts on the MT incident, First Lady. Um, I don't have thoughts on that. Most of the time, I don't find it necessary. Um, he, is, he is a man of God. 
um, if he's done wrong, you know, he came and apologized. If he didn't, I still wouldn't say nothing. But he did as well, too. Um, I don't feel like it's wisdom to um, open the door of judgment. Many people are in certain situations because they open the door of judgment. Um, that doesn't mean when someone does something wrong, that's a man or woman of God. Um, you can't say nothing or you condone it. But you also have to be wise enough um, not to because um, be careful to judge because you will be judged by the same measure. And most of the time, I always tell people, when you are so wise in your own dealings and you decide to speak against a man of God, you end up opening the door. And I'll refer to someone like um, Derek Jacks. I remember he went viral for condemning Pastor Gray. And literally, exactly what he condemned him for is exactly what he did. Um, you know, uh, we got to be careful with not trying to be on the bandwagon. People try to be on the bandwagon. People always want their thoughts to be made. But I do understand spiritual things. And I do understand that when God calls a man, he also deals with the man. And so in in the same vein, I believe God you know, deals with people when they do wrong. Um, again, I'm not one to condone wrong, but I'm not one to also come and ask my fellow um, worker in the vineyard, you know? That is not who I am. That is not who I've ever been, actually. And so I take heed I take heed to a lot of things. You know, we live in a such a society where people think they can have an opinion about everything. But I understand spiritual things. And I would not open that door of access for me and my family or my ministry, my husband, by opening my mouth to judge someone else. You know, when something is wrong, trust me, I will say it. But I will never, ever beat down another man of God or another woman of God. That is one out of character for me in general. And then two, it is also um, not wise as a woman of God who has a ministry, carries ministry, and has a husband who is also in ministry. That would not be wise. The same measure in which I judge, it will be used onto me as well too. So we got to be careful not to always jump on the bandwagon in the name of, oh, it's trending or, you know, got to be very, very careful. And society will push you to give it your opinion. My opinion is let God deal with him or her. That's my opinion. If they did something wrong. Because the funny thing is, remember... Ahithophel in the Bible, in 2 Kings, uh, the Bible says that he was so wise when you heard his counsel. It was like you, you've you heard God. And when he 
um, got upset with David, it was a very powerful lesson that I always tell people that, you know, Ahitophel went back and he was just so angry that basically David was still king, was still being favored. And he went back in anger. Like, how could he still be favored? And in his anger, he ended up killing himself. Now, Ahitophel killed himself because he just could not understand. But the revelation there is that David had already reconciled with God. And sometimes if you're not careful and you're on the outside and I sin, yes, I have done wrong, but you will end up judging me and get so upset with the fact that I'm still doing whatever it is, or I'm still being favored, not knowing that me and God have already reconciled. You know, you don't know what someone has done in their chambers. You don't know the level in which someone's relationship with God is. David was the apple of God's eye. And so, yeah, he would sin. Yes, he he's done wrong. Yes, he's killed people. Yes, he slept with many people. But at the end of the day, him and God had a relationship that nobody can come in between. And so Ahitophel did not have that understanding. And so in anger, wrath, and bitterness, he ended up going to kill himself. You know, he ended up going to kill himself. And that's what many of us do. You sit there and you're like, well, he sinned and he did this and you mad. And you're like, why are people still listening to him? Why are people doing this? Why are people doing that? Not knowing that him and God probably reconciled. Not knowing that God has dealt with him. Not knowing that God is dealing with him. Not knowing what is happening. So it will be in your best interest not to judge people prematurely just because you think you know the facts. We have to be very, 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 very careful when it comes to those kind of things. People are so quick to judge. People are just, they're just very, very, we just got to be careful. Don't let us be a society that does not understand kingdom. In the kingdom, the king rules. We don't rule. The king is the ultimate judge. The Bible says that the heart of the king is in his palm and he turns it whichever way he wants to. So if God chooses to continue to favor a man or woman of God that you think has done wrong, then it's none of your business. And then there's also the flip side to this as well, too. And in many times, it doesn't mean that God has favored the person. God can fire you and you can still be working. And it'll take some time and you'll see that the glory of God has departed from you. What do I mean? Again, God deals with everyone based on how he wants to deal with them. And so there are times where, yes, a man or a woman of God will sin, will do wrong, something bad will happen, and you will be upset. You will have a righteous indignation like, what is going on? But little do you know that God has fired that person. It's just a matter of time before they are moved. I was... um 
I heard about this one man of God who was, um, I believe, like, you know, sleeping with people and whatever. And for a few years, it seemed like nothing was happening. And I would always hear people and people would get so upset, like, it's wrong, it's wrong, they're not right. And of course, I don't condone that. I would never condone that. But in the same token, I was like, Lord, have your way and save the souls for the sake of the souls. Save them. It's been about three years now. And it dawned on me this Sunday, literally this Sunday. I was like, wow, I have not seen this man of God anywhere. Let me go and check. Come to find out, I believe their church is like dissolved. You see, so if I would have been upset and go on a tangent and end up cursing myself by cursing somebody else who is a man of God, I would have done myself a disservice. This man of God was fired long ago. It just took time for the natural eye to see it. People work all the time without the anointing. You know, and that's why it's dangerous to have the gift. How many worship uh, worshipers do we know that are like gay or lesbian or they're beating their wives and their songs are still, um, you know, going and doing whatever it is. And you're like, why are they topping the charts? Why are they doing this? And then one day you look up. And they're nowhere to be found. One day you look up and, you know, Satan has had his way with them. So at the end of the day, God really just does deal with those who he calls. And so we would be silly to open our mouths and add to it. This is a fight between God and somebody else. What does that have to do with me? So, you know, not everything... Not everything do you always need to have an opinion for. This is 2022 and people are just so boisterous, so loud. There's no reverence for men of God, women of God. We think everything is just, it's not, it's not, you know, we got to be more spiritual. We got to be a generation that is way more spiritual, um, we have to be very, very careful about stuff. Me, I rarely respond to the negative comments. I get a lot of negative comments, like a lot. I rarely, 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 rarely do. And when I do respond, that means I have dealt with you in the spirit. And you will either delete your message. You will either delete your page. Or the fire of God will deal with you on a level that I don't have to open my mouth, you know? And so we just got to be careful when we talk against people. Not everything warrants an opinion. If anything, it's in your best interest to pray for that person. You know, there's an African proverb. They say when your neighbor, when you see that your neighbor's beard catches on fire, go and get water for yourself too because you never know. And so... Sometimes the minute you open your mouth and you was to judge somebody because they spit on somebody. You see, I'm even I even revere him enough not to call his name. There are certain things that 
me, I'm very respectful of. I, I, I was brought up, my mom, she reveres men and women of God, like, my own husband, she don't even consider him as a son. She's like apostle because that's the way she grew up. And so I grew up always revering men and women of God. If you say that that's who you are, fine. Until God shows me otherwise. And so, yeah, basically we just got to be careful. We live in a society where we don't uh, respect anybody. We think everybody's our age mate. We think everybody's our grace mate. We think everybody's our salary mates. But little do you know, until your your back is against the wall, then you'll see the difference, you know. And then there's this false narrative. You don't need pastors. Go seek God for yourself. So why did he say I gave you gifts? I gave you gifts, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists. Um, yeah, like why is the fivefold there? You know, let us not listen to people. Let us not just listen to people for listening sake. Don't listen to people. Obviously, you need somebody to help you. If you could have fought certain prayers, you could have um, fought certain problems by yourself, you would have done it a long time ago. So why haven't you? Why are you still in your situation? Obviously, because you need a higher grace. You need someone with more wisdom. You need someone who carries more authority. So don't let people cause you to disrespect men and women of God. That is, don't don't allow people to just make you, um, you know, don't allow people to make you dig your own grave. Because if you could have solved your problem many years ago when you were like five, you would have done it. But here we are, you 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, and you still got the same strongholds. And now your kids are going through it. Your grandkids are going through it. You can't do it. You know, you cannot, you, you, you have to, yeah, it's the truth. You know, we should seek God for ourselves. We should learn how to test the spirits. We should know the scriptures. Me, if you preach into me, I have a Bible next to me and I'm literally, literally going to every scripture that you quote, just to make sure one, that is a real scripture in the first place. I was listening to one man of God and he was like, whew. I pray for that grace he got, just spitting these scriptures out. And he literally quoted a scripture. And I was like, wait, let me go check. And I was praying in my spirit, like, Lord, don't let him be wrong. I, don't, I really don't want him to be wrong. I'm enjoying this preaching. But if he's not giving me the right word of God, I'm going to have to end the preaching. By God's grace, it was the right word of God. But, you know, you should encourage yourself to be more disciplined enough in you know knowing the word of god but a lot of stuff you can't do on your own because if you could have done it you would have done it you know so let's not just take people for granted the people are just people this society this generation sometimes i'm like lord you sure you called me to this place because who child it's a lot of learning to do it's a lot to go it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because some of y'all come from places where your fathers hate pastors, your mothers condemn pastors, and so you, this is totally new for you, and you probably don't even know your left from your right, which is fine. 
And that's why God gives people like me the grace to teach you, you know. Um, now, this is not supposed to be um, confused with idolizing somebody. Of course not. And that's what people will make you feel bad when you like people. And that is why um, a young lady yesterday wrote something along those lines. Like, oh, why are you guys obsessed with that? pastor in Connecticut and his wife first of all his wife is a prophet of the Lord okay but I digress I'll, I'll be humble um yeah people make you feel bad and when she said obsessed I wasn't even offended I think my church members were more offended and you know the virtual people and people who follow us they don't necessarily even go to our church but they do share our stuff I believe that she was a bit um, she had gotten into the hype of people talking about us and stuff like that. And so it, oh boy, one of them woke up guys, but I realized that she didn't even know why she was asking that question. And it's most of the time because People are being taught to revere finally in a generation that everyone is so rude. Everyone is so boisterous. Everyone has an opinion. Now to see young people actually revering other young people and it's because we're pointing people to Christ. Look what I'm doing. This tap-in thing, that this feature that they have, people use it for pictures. I choose to use it for you know, biblical conversations. I choose to use it for, you know, Christendom. I choose to always make sure that everything I do, I'm literally pointing people to Christ. And so when people like me, when people love my husband, when people love our ministry and other people are outside and they don't understand, they will always make you feel like you're idolizing them. You're obsessing. No, 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 no. I would never allow anyone to do that. I point people to Christ all the time. If anyone, and you can go back to your DMs, if anyone has ever said anything like, thank you, I'm always like, glory be to God, all because I attribute it all back to God. I accept God bless yous, but when you tell me thank you, I'm always, and anyone who has a text message by me that ever said thank you, you can always see my response. It's always to God be the glory. We We thank God. We glorify God. I'm always redirecting any praise to God, you know. And so don't let people send you to hell because that's what they're trying to do. They be trying to send y'all to hell. And I be sitting there like, Lord, don't let her open it. Don't let her open that door to hell. It's supposed to be multiple open doors. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, I'm like, Lord, Lord have mercy on me, you know. Babe, turn it down if you're not listening to it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, we, people are just, I really be sitting there sometimes like, don't fall for the bait. Don't eat the bait. Don't, girl. Don't respond to it. Don't respond to the tweet. Don't don't be a part of this trending topic. Don't do it. Talk about something else. There's a whole bunch of scriptures in the Bible that need to be, you know, uh, decoded. There's a whole bunch of mysteries. We don't got time for trending topics right now. Just, just go with it. Just go. 
don't open the door to hell, guys. Don't. That's exactly what I be saying, saying. And my husband be like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, these people going to hell. If they don't stop talking about the man of God just because they think it's cool to do so. You know? So let's just be careful. And something lately that I've been telling people, guided knowledge guided knowledge is extremely important i cannot stress to you guys guided knowledge is so 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 important let god guide you on what to 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 learn about some of you are trying to learn about the laying on of hands but you don't even know why jesus died on the cross let god guide you you know let him guide you. And this is another reason why, you know, the church is very important. Making sure that you are a part of a church. Because most of the time, guided knowledge applies to the pastor, the man of God, the apostle, the prophet, whoever's over the house. You know, he gives specific things. There are certain topics that, you know, I remember when I was in college, per se, and for like literally like four months, my pastor would talk about purity. He kept on talking about purity, 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 purity. And I was getting annoyed because I'm like, I'm not having sex. So why do I have to sit every Sunday service hearing about purity and don't have sex and don't be this? I'm like, it was so annoying to me. I'm telling you, I was so annoyed. Again, guided knowledge. And I started praying and I said, Lord, I don't want to leave this church because he keep talking about purity and I'm not having sex. I'm, listen, I'm as dry as dry can be. Ain't nobody in my DMs, nobody anywhere. So sex ain't even an option. Talk to me about an attitude or something, but don't talk to me about sex. And I started praying and the Lord guided me. He said, no, I want you to do an extensive study on purity and all his sermons i want you to go back and listen to it i want you to go through the scriptures do this do that fast forward about month four or five when he finally stopped talking about it come to find out the whole church was having sex basically except for me the whole church was having sex. And so God guided him to literally be preaching it down until everyone was convicted to stop. And for me, who wasn't, and probably the few of us who was not having sex, sex was like vomit to me. When I heard it, if you came around me and you was a boy, if you even knocked in my dorm room, I would literally vomit because I'm like, you're not about to put me in a situation where I'm going to have to hear another six months of purity. Hell no. Because that probably is not comfortable. You doing wrong and then your pastor is talking about, you know, be pure. Let your body be pure. Don't go do adultery. Don't. No, 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 no. You know? And not knowing that I would have a young population where I would have to teach and preach poverty. Um, poverty. Purity like crazy. Like half of the time 
We are dealing with people who are masturbating. My DMs are full of people who are in masturbation, people who have cheated on their husbands, people who have cheated on their wives, people who are watching all types of pornography, people who are masturbating, people who have, are having all sorts of impure thoughts. And so now I'm sitting there like, wow, you really guided this knowledge into me. You drilled it into me. I have an understanding. My husband has an understanding. And so sometimes we get bombarded. There's a season where literally people are emailing us like, oh, first lady, I saw your coronavirus dream and I have to stop masturbating, but I can't because it becomes like so hard for me. And, and I'm like, wow, God, you really had me drill in on this because it was needed. And so some of you need to pray for guided knowledge. You want to know what Apostle Selman is saying, but God is like, you're not there yet. You won't even understand or grasp what some of these men of God who are trending now are saying. And so you got to pray that, Lord, what, what do I need to hear in this season? What exactly, what kind of messages do I need to hear? Some of you are poor wives, your poor husbands. You don't know how to communicate, but you want to know about uh, the mysteries of uh, some random thing in the Bible that has nothing to do with you at the current time. Some of you carry familiar spirits like demons talk to you. Some of you have all these types of things and instead of dealing with the ABCs and what God is guiding you to get to know about so you can pray and have an understanding and carry a revelation, you want to know some out of this world something. You want to know why uh, uh, voodoo exists. Like, girl, how about you find out why Jesus exists before you find out why voodoo exists, you know? Ask God to guide you, even biblically. Lord, guide me. What do you want me to know in this season? What is it? Some of you have been like literally Christians all your lives and you are still on the ABCs and God is trying to guide you to deeper. But because you don't care for guided knowledge, you just go around just anything, anything goes. No, 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 no. That's why even programs, there's always a theme for the program. When we fast, there's always a theme because God guided us into that. We don't just pull stuff from the sky, you know? It's guided knowledge. You don't need to know certain things at certain times. You'll be surprised. Some people are getting ready to get married and all they're doing is marriage, marriage, marriage books, marriage books. And God is like, I need you to, to, to worry about your communication. Like, I need you to worry about your communication. Your heart still is not right. I need you to learn more about forgiveness. You don't need to know what a wife needs to cook just yet. You don't need to know what a, a husband is doing just yet. I need you to get your heart together. Like ask God to guide you on certain things. And when you do, you realize that he truly, truly does. And that's why most of you be like, oh my God, apostle, just say my name. Because God has guided his tongue to make sure it tailor fits your life. 
And that's why, again, I always tell people that at the end of the day, you are not like, no, people always say, oh, and pastors be putting your business out there. No, it's guided knowledge. It's guided knowledge. And because you're so carnal, you don't know it's guided knowledge. So you think he's hitting you in the head or you think she's hitting you in the head. Nobody got time to circle you out and deliver a whole sermon that takes like days to prepare, weeks to prepare. No, it's God guiding you to your foolishness that you are doing home and you think nobody knows behind the scene how you're torturing your husband, how you're torturing your wife, how you're being mean to your kids and you come to church and you smiling at us, how you are being disrespectful to your your mother and your father. And then you come and kneel in front of the pastors like that's guided knowledge. God be showing out to his servants so please say plesh plesh someone say plesh because we really don't got time all right some of you are just some of you actually need to know you know what it means to be honorable you know what it means to be honorable just genuinely honorable what does that look like? You don't know. But yet you want a position where somebody will honor you. No. The centurion, the centurion, when when he came to Jesus and Jesus said, you know, maybe I'll go with you to go and heal this person of yours. He said, no, 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 no. I'm a man under authority. I understand that when I send somebody to go somewhere, they do it. And so all I need you to do is send the word. If you are not under authority, you can never be in authority. You understand? And so a lot of you always want to be in these high ranking positions and you kabahing and praying that Lord, give me this high position. Give me this. Give me that. I need a lot of money. You can't even handle your little uh, $96,000 that they're giving you. But you want a $300,000 job. Come on, get out of here. And God won't give it to you. Because he guides you into situations as well too. Alright. You guys really... Mm -mm. I think it's very important that you are sobered. At the end of the day, we pray for acceleration. But we also have to have an understanding that God is indeed a God of process. He's a God of process. Before he can multiply you, he will process you one way or the other. It may be longer for some. It may be shorter for some. And so if you rush ahead of time, you are only doing yourself a disservice. And the enemy I'm going to say this and you can quote me on this or let it ring in your spirit. The enemy don't care about you when you got your little thousand followers, when you got your little 70,000 followers. He's going to wait until you hit the one million mark. Derek Jacks was embarrassed when he hit literally. I believe within the same week he hit one million. That is when everything went down. The devil, he don't like small things. 
He comes to take you when you finally have become the doctor, when you have finally become the lawyer, when you have finally arrived in your career. He comes to take you at the prime. So if you don't deal with certain things, this is why a lot of people, a lot of people in high ranks, the higher they are, the further they fall because they don't deal with certain things. The devil will make you think you're fine. Oh, he got a little money now. His little scamming issue ain't going to be a problem now. He's going to wait until you hit that $5 million mark. And then you'll see you be doing tax evasion. And then you're in jail. He didn't want you when you had your measly $500,000, your little $1 million. No, 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 no. He knew that the greed would hit. He knew that the greed would hit. He knew that the greed would hit you. He knew that the greed would hit you hard. You know? And so you got to be careful and know that the enemy don't want you when you are nobody. He wants you when you are somebody. And so those of you who be fiending to get married and you still got masturbation issues, you got lust issues going on, you got all types of attitude issues. The devil, he likes to embarrass people. He wants you to fall so you can think that the whole point of the enemy strategy is to make you think that God is not real. And so what will happen? He will literally wait until you're married. And then your attitude will show up. He will literally wait until you're married. And then all of a sudden, all those issues that you had with your greed, with money, with your sex life, watching other women on the, on the internet, watching other men on the internet, then, then, then he'll hit you. So y'all got to be careful. You guys got to be very, 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 very careful. You got to be very careful. You got to be very careful. You got to be prayerful. Don't be, I know it all. Like, humble yourself. Pride comes before the fall. You got to humble yourself. You got to humble yourself. People who be rushing to take the mic. Every day you want to take the mic. You want to be the prayer warrior. You want to be the preaching king. You want to be the preaching woman. You want to be the one who's on social media. Everybody know you, the preacher. The minute you start, that's when you see your hit because you didn't deal with stuff. And not all of us are the same. Some of you who, oh, yeah, my pastor told me it's okay. Yeah, preach the word of God. But be careful. Make sure you are guided in your tongue. Make sure you don't speak things that are too heavy for your mouth. There are certain things that will be too heavy for your mouth if you don't know. Like literally too heavy for your mouth. There are certain things that you should not even open your mouth. You don't know nothing about certain things. You are now learning about it. You are now dealing with those generational things. So who are you to go and try? No, 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 no. Use wisdom. Use wisdom. This is the way I like to see it. I have a glass of water, right? If I'm standing there, or I have a cup of water, I should say. I have a cup of water. 
If I'm standing there, you don't know what's in my water. You don't know what's in my cup. The minute you come by me and bump me, that's when you'll know it's water, when it starts to spill. The minute I'm moving forward, the minute I'm walking fast, that is when you'll see water begin to spill out of my cup. And that's the same thing. Your attitude is the water in the cup. Your masturbation is the water that's in the cup. Your greed is the water that's in the cup. Your pride is the water that's in the cup. All those bad things are in the cup. And until somebody hits you, until you get married and somebody shakes you, until you get that big um, job, until you get a job, until you get a roommate, in your mind, you're like, oh, my anger issue has stopped. I don't got no anger issue. Yeah, I'm good. And then somebody comes to hit you and we see what's in your cup. The other day I was telling the apostle, I was like, I'm side eyeing this person because I don't think they've fully changed yet because we have not seen them under pressure. We have not seen them in a situation where somebody has bumped their cup yet. We have not seen what is in their cup. Now, when we get to a point where we can see them in a situation where they should be angry and they're not, then I can say, all right, I see some change, you know, and that's real talk. Many, many, many people like to keep their cup still and they're like, yeah, I've dealt with this issue. I've dealt with my jealousy issue. I've dealt with my, you know, I've dealt with my insecurities. I've dealt with my low self-esteem. I've dealt with this. I've dealt with that until somebody comes to hit the cup. Then we see what's really in the cup. We see the attitude come out. And that's why the Bible says that you will be judged and or condemned by every word. And this is one of the realest things I'm telling you that's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. Do you know the day that I talked about, um, you know, when you get sick, go to the bathroom and just uh, dust it off, whatever. Do you know how sick I got? My head began to hurt and I literally got up. Up and I laughed because I told the devil, I was like, oh, you're trying to test my words and see if I'm being real or not. Literally got up, probably could have passed out. I was like, you will not hinder me. Not today. I'm going to go get my kids ready and do what I have to do. Literally had a headache probably for like two weeks straight. And I was like, I refuse to buckle down because you want to judge me by the word that I gave the people. You want to see if I'm about this life for real. And it, and I sure am, I sure am about that, you know? So some of you got to be careful. You know, every time somebody say, oh, I love you first lady. I'm with you till the end. We riding together. I always get scared because what precedes it is, oh, I no longer want to be a part of your church. Because you are really condemned and or justified by your words. So you got to be careful by those things. Like you have to be careful. Every time somebody come with the, oh, I'm with KFT till we die. Da, 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 da. And then literally, literally, anybody who has left our church is just because they said that, honestly. They don't really got an issue with me. 
If they tell you they do, be like, girl, you lying. You just say you love them. That's why. You gotta, you gotta be a person of your word. So if you talking about marriage, this and marriage that, you know the enemy is gonna try you. You know that the enemy will try you. You you gotta take authority in your own house. You talking about oh my children are good and this. You know the enemy will come and test that word. Like I right, let me see, let me see how you handle it. You busy talking about, oh, mothers, uh, me and my mother have a good relationship, or me and my father have a good relationship, or you talking about, I treat women well, and then something comes up, and all of a sudden, you're about to hit a woman, and you never even had a desire to hit a woman before. That's because your words are being tested. And this is why the Bible says that be careful to say you're standing lest you fall, because you can fall easily. And so when people are too confident in themselves, it's always a cause for concern. And this is why even our tongue has to change. Everything you open your mouth is by God's grace. It's by God's grace I can do this. It's only by God's grace that I'm still standing. It's only by God's grace that my marriage is still together. It's only by God's grace that I can push out kids. It's only by God's grace. Your tongue has to change. When we are too confident in ourselves, it becomes an issue. This is my motherly talk to you guys. Only by the grace of God, by God's grace, if God wills. Uh, Paul says that you, you, you are actually very prideful if you just say, oh, tomorrow I'm going to come to your house or tomorrow I'm going to do this. How do you know tomorrow will happen to you? You always say, God willing, if the Lord permits by God's grace, if I make it tomorrow, you got to learn how to change your tongue to edify, you know, the spirit. You don't just open your mouth and just talk. You got to change. A lot of you are literally always under attack just because of your tongue. Yeah, and I'm doing a good job at work. Oh, yeah, you're doing a good job. See yourself next week. See if you're doing a good job. See if you're doing a good job. You let me know if you're doing a good job still when you get fired. Those of you who are so confident in yourself, be careful. Be careful. Learn how to speak. Some of you are too pompous. Some of you are so pompous. Yeah, I got the job. I got the you got the job by God's grace. What do you mean you got the job? It is only by the mercies of God I received the job. God has been so good. Oh yeah, and I've been and I've been studying and you know, I think I'm a good can you are a good candidate. You will see favor come and bring somebody who don't even carry the same degree as you. Come on. Come on. We are only here by God's grace. The Bible says all the day long we are considered as sheep for the slaughter. Babe, can you pass me my um, charger, please? On this side, please. Yeah. Whoa, babe. <laughs> okay. Where is it? On the floor. 
It's only by God's grace. Some of you should have died in certain relationships. Some of you should not even have relationships. And if God has given it to you, oh, yeah, I be cooking for him. Oh, yeah, I prayed. Those kind of people, you know, our prayers do a lot. But again, it's only God if God wills. If he don't will, you still ain't going to get it. You still ain't going to get it. You still ain't going to get it. Let us not be so confident in ourselves. Sometimes I just be watching people talk. I'm like, okay, you're going to have a wedding. Okay, God bless you. If God permits and the enemy doesn't come and scatter my husband's mind, my fiance's mind, my soon-to-be wife's mind, if God permits and I'm still alive and cancer hasn't hit me, then... By God's grace, I'll be getting married. Then, by God's grace, I'll be graduating. Then, by God's grace. Some of you are just too confident in yourselves. And I believe that if you're hearing this, all 534 of you guys, if you're hearing this, then be careful. Then be careful. Yes. That, that... That self-righteousness. You got to be careful. And oh yeah, I'll be praying. So what? So many people prayed and still died. What makes you different? It's just the grace of God. It is by his grace. It is by his grace that you even know how to pray. You'll be surprised. Many people condemn prayer because they genuinely don't know how to pray. Many people don't get these type of teachings. And so if they get it, it's like, by God's grace, I found a church that can preach the gospel. By God's grace, God led me to these people. Oh, I saw, I saw you on Instagram. Nah, the Holy Spirit led you. You better humble yourself before he unlead you. Let us not be too confident in ourselves, guys. It's, it's a dangerous place to be. It's a very dangerous place. It's a very dangerous place to be. It's an extremely dangerous place to be. It's extremely dangerous to be. Even the tongue that you are so-called praying with is by grace that it is not stuck to the roof of your mouth. It is by grace. You guys don't understand. The enemy don't want you when nothing is wrong. He don't want you when everything, when like when you're a nobody. Because some of you guys are still in the nobody phases of your life. And you really think the enemy after you. No, 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 no. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Obviously, if you ain't got nothing, he ain't coming for you. So if he's coming for you... Then you got stuff. You understand? Then you got stuff. Yes, the Grace series was really well. And yes, the, the teaching on humility too is really good. Those of you who haven't heard it. Apostle did like a five-week um, sermon on grace. If you go to our YouTube page, you'll find it. 
sit there, watch it all and take notes. Ask the Lord, Lord, let it marinate in my spirit. Let me not forget that it is by your grace. Let me not forget it is by grace. It really is when election hits. When grace hits you by mere election. We got to be careful. We got to be careful. The enemy don't like us when we're nobody. How come some people, they will struggle with their kids, struggle with their kids, struggle with their kids. The minute their child becomes a doctor, that's when they hit with cancer and die. Because the, the enemy wanted you to struggle with your child. And when he knew that that finally victory was coming, he like, let me hit you. Especially since that you don't rely on the grace of God. You think you are the reason why your child got to medical school or law school. All of these reasons, we got to be careful. We got to be careful. How is it that some people will struggle, 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 struggle. And then some, some crazy illness, some bad car accident hits them. Right when their kids are finally able to take care of them. Right when their child is finally able to get married. Right when they're about to have a grandchild. Come on. It is by mere grace that we get to enjoy what we get to enjoy. It is by mere grace. So me, every day, I be sitting here crying about my kids. People be thinking I'm crazy. I'm, I'm so grateful to God because I'm like... Why, why should you give me five kids for free? No issues while giving birth. I didn't die. Every push. Many of you know I just lost my friend to childbirth. But me, five times, I went in and out. Anytime I, I lay hands on these kids, I lay eyes on these kids. I'm crying like crazy because I'm like, why? How? Why did you decide to listen to our prayers? I'm sure other people pray, but why is it that you listen to our prayers? Why did you take our prayers so seriously? Why did you consider even our voice? Grace. Grace. Every time I lay eyes, even being married, I, I'm, I'm going to be married now for seven years. Every time I think about it, I'm still stuck on the fact that somebody even wanted to marry me. And not that I have a low self-esteem, because by God's grace, I'm really cute. But, like, I'm like, wow, how many other beautiful women are out there who are, are crying out, who carry $500,000 jobs, whose waists are mad skinny, who have banging bodies, their edges are full. For me, a wretch like me, you took me and decided somebody should come and honor me. Come on, come on, come on. It is just by grace. It is just by grace. You can call me the weeping prophet because I'll be sitting here just crying, just wondering why God has favored me this way. I don't deserve it. Yes, I pray like a mad woman. Yes, I pay my tithes. Yes, I'm in service. Yes, I, I, I love people. No, I'm not the best person. But why should you favor me? Why should you favor me? I remember when I was receiving my master's degree, 
I just started crying. That's ex- I was supposed to walk the day that my dad died. So I never got to walk my master's degree. And I just cried. And I'm like, because another girl that I was in the program with, she was in the hospital dying. And I'm like, yeah, my dad has died. But guess what? I am able to receive the degree. I bawled. I started crying because I'm like, what? Me and this girl sat there the whole time, struggled. Now the day for us to receive the degree, she's sick, like deathly sick, which I don't even think she made it because I haven't seen her. Come on. Come on, guys. We, we, let's walk in a level of humility. Walk in a level of humility. Yesterday, somebody messaged me like, wow, you're all over my social media, everywhere I turn, everything that I do, every comment section, every picture. All I see is you, your husband, or your church. You guys are like everywhere. You're trending. And I just started to cry because I'm like, who am I for people to be sharing stuff that God told me to say? Who am I for people to think that my marriage is beautiful? Who am I to for people to care what the hell I have to say? You know? I'm I'm just like, who am I? What is my house? I don't take none of that stuff for granted. Every time we've been in our house now for four years and literally literally four years, every time I walk by my, my sound system area. I cry. I always tell my husband, I'm like, babe, this is. I'm like, this is not normal. Why am I in this house? I act like a stranger all the time. I act like a stranger all the time in my house. Because sometimes I'm like, why am I in this big house? Like, I deserve to be under somebody's rug or something. Why am I here? I'd be so confused every single day. I'm like, why am I here? Why am I here? Me, I'm I'm so humbled. Like, when people really be like, First Lady, you're an apostle, your church, your ministry has changed our lives. I be crying. I don't take that stuff lightly. Because I'm like, what? I'm like, what? How? How did me and my little quotes, how did, like, how? Today, um, my husband and I were doing, we're talking to somebody, and she wanted to get to know a bit about us, and I literally got goosebumps as we were talking. She's like, oh, you have a church, I heard, and we're like, yeah, and she's like, you know, uh, about how many people and we're like mm, just a couple hundred people and she's like whoa and I literally had so much goosebumps and my husband is like uh, we have more than that you know and I'm like we have a worldwide ministry and I just became quiet like I became mute for a few because I'm like a worldwide ministry girl you was just in Buffalo on the floor crying out to God asking him what is next? Do you have a purpose? So how did it turn to this? Me, I'm grateful. 
Oh, thank you guys. Whoever's buying those badges, God bless you guys. I'm very grateful. Like, I'm just a grateful person. I remember when we first got together, my husband and I, I literally used to, um, I literally used to thank him for everything, every five seconds. He's like, calm down. Like, it's not that deep. I'm like, no, it is that deep. You ain't got me a bottle of water. When I know some of my friends are laying in their beds with nobody to ask for water, they got to get up and get their own water. I'm grateful. Like, I'm just a grateful person. Germany, I can't wait. If you're in Germany, we'll be in the building, Apostle and I, by God's grace. By God's grace. By God's grace. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'm just grateful. Grateful. I remember uh, one of my uh, so-called assistants, my bootleg assistants, She's like, why are you thanking me for? I'm like, what do you mean why I'm thanking you for? You ain't gotta you ain't gotta do nothing. You don't gotta do nothing for me. But you choose to. Even though if you didn't, I would have done it myself. Yeah, I'm talking to you, but um Yeah. London people, you come to Germany. Don't wait. You come to Germany, because I don't plan on coming to London. Scotland, you come to Germany and let's talk. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. Canada. Yeah, supposedly I'm supposed to be rolling up there too with Apostle. Florida, we supposed to be rolling up there. Texas, we supposed to be rolling up there. Okay. Okay. You know, I just be. Ghana, we just came from there. Rotterdam, I show ain't coming there. Ooh. I'm just grateful, guys. So what y'all doing up here? I'm I'm confused. Why are you guys up? I thought people only people with babies stay up <laughs> late. Florida fiending. Florida. <laughs> South Florida. Georgia, Texas, Georgia. Lord, speak. Because if you don't speak, all these people going to be doing is writing these states and countries and continents down. You know what I'm saying? Are you guys waiting for midnight prayers? Okay. That's good. That's good. We nap in between. You can't sleep. ATL needs you. Mm -mm. ATL needs Jesus. Jesus. Jersey? <laughs> oh, maybe Jersey that's in Europe. That's what you talk about, Lois. Because, yeah. Yeah. There's a Jersey in Europe, you know. I think that's what she was talking about. 
Indiana, Ohio, Illinois. Yikes. Minneapolis. We actually got invited there, but I think I'm doing something that weekend. So, yeah, we can't go. Um, yeah, the Europe one. Come back to Buffalo. Jeez Louise. I forgot there was some place called Buffalo. China, believe it or not, you'll see us soon. Amsterdam. Didn't I just come from there? Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Why is my baby coughing? He wasn't coughing just now. Amen. God has been good to put uh, KFT in Connecticut. In North Carolina, Charlotte to be exact. And also in the DMV. DMV. Oh, they, there's nothing wrong, but there is a jersey in um there is a jersey in um in Europe because my cousin lives there. I'll go there. He lived by a castle, like a real life castle. He lives by a castle. South Africa. I'm actually fiending to go to South Africa. Like fiending. If I could translate myself to South Africa, I would. Everybody just moved to Connecticut. Facts, right? Let's just have a church, a one million congregation church at this point. Yes, if you are in North Carolina and or surrounding areas, our KFT church there is booming. Like, we just celebrated one year. It's booming. 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 The word of God be coming at you like shoom, 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 shoom. Lagos, Cali. How many Cali people we got? Because I believe the Lord is speaking. Ooh, Denver to Connecticut. Mm. Mm. Ooh, my number five woke up. Mm. If you're happy and you knew, we clap your hand. Online doesn't cut it for me. All I'm saying is, by God's grace, when that prayer city is built, wherever you are, go to the immigration office and be like, KFT has finally got prayer city together. They will understand. I believe the immigration offices will understand. And they're just going to give you your papers. Those of you who are in the States, you just go and you go to whatever airline and be like, prayer city has been erected. So please, just put me on a flight. I'm going to sit down quietly. I need to be there. Because I need a million people there. And I need you guys all to come and just like serve God with us. Just worship God with us. That that is going to be two weeks. Come the first day all the way. Tell your jobs. Prayer City is here. I apologize for the next two weeks. You will not see me. And your boss will understand because they will know what prayer city is. 
Yeah. Korea. Korea. Are they even letting people in? Are they allowing people in? Pastor does not care that I'm on live. He's actually playing his Bible. I hear it. Yeah, bank your PTO now. Because when you hear that prayer city is finished, literally, I truly believe like when you're crossing the street, you don't even need the red light. You just halt the cars. Be like, prayer city is up and running. Let me cross this street. And you just cross the street. Yeah, because... Haiti need a revival. Facts sent from heaven said, put your two weeks notice. <laughs> Even unemployment will understand. Unemployment will be like, let me call her the check. Prayer City. Prayer City is up and running. I. <laughs> yes. No, seriously, like, seriously, 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 okay? <laughs> Everybody is going to have an understanding that Prayer City is up and running. Those two weeks, anybody mess with you, be like, I'm going to put you on hold. Prayer City is open. I'll be back. When you go to the doctor's office, you literally skip the line and you tell them, listen, by his stripes, I have been healed and prayer city is up and running. Just give me a checkup and let's go. All right. The president of the United States will understand that prayer city is up and running. Okay. Haiti needs help. The help of J. Yeshua Hamashiach. We're not going home, prophetess. We are sleeping at Prayer City for two weeks. Girl, you and I both. You and I both. I already told my glam squad, you ain't got to touch me that day. Ain't no need. Um, <laughs> there's no need for it. And y'all going to be like, why is she doing the absolute most? I'm literally going to go... To the top of the altar and roll down the stairs. And then after I roll, I'm going to get up and do it again. Where is Prayer City? Can somebody tell our dear sister Vicky, where is Prayer City? Jesus Christ in Nazareth. Can somebody tell her? Yes. Yes, all of them. All of them coming dear, okay? Government of the United States coming to prayer city. All right. Listen, I'm be rolling on the floor. And then when I fall down the stairs, nobody get me. I don't need protocol. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it again. Okay. It's going to be heaven on earth. God willing. God 
willing. The ushers are going to need ushers, okay? Shoot, the first lady going to need a first lady. <clears throat> the first lady going to need a first lady. Because that day is going to be like crazy. It's going to be like crazy. I'm telling you, even if you want ice cream that day, you don't need money. You just say prayer city and the ice cream guy is going to give you a cone with ice cream. The password for those two weeks is prayer city. All right. If you meet a guy and he want to take you out, be like prayer city. That's where I want to go. You meet a girl and she went a prayer city girl. That's where I'm taking you. Where you thought I was taking you. It's okay, daddy. Okay, dada. All right, that's what that 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 that's what's gonna happen. All right, you need a wig. The code, the discount code is Prayer City. Everything is going to be <laughs> Prayer City. You want a Birkin bag? You go into Saks Fifth and you say Prayer City. Okay, Prayer City. U.S. Embassy, <laughs> Prayer City, give me my visa. Give me my green card. I don't even think they'll require a green card from you guys. So don't even be worried. You just say Prayer City. You want a facial? Prayer City. All right? <laughs> Everything you want for those two weeks, just literally go. Be like, oh, I'm attached to Prayer City. What do you mean? What do you mean? How is it even possible? All right. It will be the currency of the kingdom for those two weeks. You want a seat on the bus? I don't know why you're still taking the bus, but God bless you. But you want a seat on the bus? Just be like Prayer City and you'll see everybody in the front row get up just to have you sit there. Yeah, if you want a Birkin bag, go to Saks or wherever they sell Birkins. And she's like, Prayer City. Money equals Prayer City those two weeks. I'm telling you. And watch some people be going to be scalping tickets. Like, yo, you want to get access to Prayer City? All you got to give me is like 10000 a ticket. If you don't sit your little scamming butt down. <laughs> no, really, it's 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 going to be Prayer City. If you want a new car, you go to the dealership. The guy asks you what kind of car you want. You say, I want one that can take me to Prayer City. All right? Literally. Bing bong for real. All right? Whatever you want, you are in the hospital and you're in need of, you know, an exit strategy. You say Prayer City, they will um, they will open the doors. Prayer City. You want water? Oh, my little boy is talking. He's got wah-wah. Wah-wah. 
Wawa. Yeah. Here you go. Good job. Just when I thought everybody was sleeping. No, 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 no. You want your hair cut? You just say prayer city. Those two weeks, no husband and wives are able to even get into an argument. If your wife try you, you just be like prayer city. If your husband want to argue, you be like prayer city. Literally, just be like prayer city. And your spouse will be like, okay, babe, I love you too. Bye. Like, the, you want a new house? Prayer City. You go to the homeowner and be like, Prayer City. And they like, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Oh, you got to do a say Prayer, 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 prayer city. You can sing it, you can say it, you can spell it. Prayer City. Prayer City. Prayer City. Prayer City. Facts. If your children try it, you'd be like, listen, little boy. Prayer City. You can do the mouth and everything. Prayer City. You know? Yeah, we want to pay off our house. Prayer City. Ooh, Papa, you okay? Prayer City. Why is he coughing like this? The name of Jesus. Come against every sickness. The name of Jesus. Yes, at this point, I'm about to speak to his body. Prayer City, David. Prayer City in the name of Jesus. Yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yep, real estate investor, prayer city. Health, prayer city. This point, prayer city. That's the key. Prayer city. Prayer city. Prayer city, prayer city, prayer city. Listen, guys, that day, y'all going to be like, why is she doing the most? You know when your mom does the most and you get so embarrassed. You guys will be so embarrassed by me. Like, why is it really not that serious? I'm talking about, like, my legs going to be everywhere. Don't even care. Just going to be rolling. Just rolling. Like, doing the most. Even when they're like, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to roll. Just leave me, let me roll back and forth. Just going to roll. Just going to keep on rolling. You know, when we got 215 Henry Street, where we are now. <laughs> I remember during worship. You want water? Here, here. I remember during worship, we literally laid on the floor. I don't know who was there for that service. We laid on the floor for like hours. We did not go home. You know, KFT already don't know what a two-hour service is. But that day, we literally thought we had 
like we were so grateful to God. And you can tell us nothing because we got a brand new carpet. What? Laid on that bad boy, cried, had snot, was rolling all over the place, jumping all over the place. If we could lick the carpet. Esther, wasn't you there? We were all laid out. There was not even no worship. At that point, everybody, drummers, pianists, everybody was on the floor. It was just quiet for like a good few hours. Just everybody quiet. Yeah. We were just so grateful to God. Yeah, God has been faithful. If you go into my highlights, you'll see what our current place used to look like. We had to renovate it. We had to renovate it. Oh, yeah. Javik was there, too. Yep. We was laid out. Y'all don't understand. And then we didn't even realize how many members we had at that time. Because, you know, people were going in and out because the kindergarten room didn't look too beautiful for them. So they wouldn't really, like, stay. And so, literally, I'm telling you, literally, when we opened up, members from 19 Quadrohoho, members from when Martin Luther King was about to get shot, they all came that day. And I was like, what? We have this many members? So, I think once Prayer City is built, then you guys... Everybody who wants to come but scared to come, y'all going to find your way there. And then we're going to be like, what? What in the world? What in the Harriet Tubman is going on here? What? Huh? So we'll be waiting for y'all. Yeah. What in the Mary had a little lamb? Yes, the anointing short was different in the classroom. But it we go from grace to grace. So it's getting even better and better and better and better. All right, guys. My son is like, Mommy, can you get off the prayer city phone? Because we got to go and pray. God willing, I'll see you guys another day this week. <laughs> Hopefully this saves. If it doesn't save, it is what it is. But if it does save, you can go back. If you missed it, there was a lot of gems. There was a lot of wisdom. God moved. God spoke. God talked. God rebuked us. We had a little kiki. We had some moments. We had some takeaways that you need for life. You know what I'm saying? So... Okay, okay. My son is like, Mommy, gotta go. So if you don't know, um, uh, we have a church. It's called Kingdom Full Tabernacle International Ministry. We have three branches located in the United States. One is in Stanford, Connecticut. 
The other one is in Charlotte, North Carolina. That was our second branch that we opened by God's grace. And then our third one is in the GNV, Maryland, to be exact. Um, you can get all the information on our church page at Kingdom Full Tabernacle. Um, you can follow us on there. My husband is the angel over this commission. His name is Apostle Dominic Osei. He's tall, he's fine, and he's mine, mine. Yes, together we have five beautiful children. And we hope to see you in one of our branches. We often have programs. You can always come and join us. <laughs> you can always come and join us. Um, yeah. We have a YouTube. Go binge watch all the sermons. I believe that it'll be a blessing to you. You'll see um, my husband preaching. Again, my husband preaching. My husband preaching. Um and take some notes. I believe you'll be blessed. Um, yeah. So I hope you are blessed by this. Again, your hosts were Apostle Dominic Osei and Prophetess Leslie Osei. We hope you were blessed by this conversation and gained insight. Please be sure to connect with us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Kingdom Full Tabernacle. Until next time, God bless you.